Welcome to Mindfulness in Sport by Quality Mind, where we connect you to the latest science, technology, and modern day tools so that you can dream it, live it. Whether you're an elite athlete, an aspiring athlete, a coach, a parent, or anyone who wants to get more out of your sport and life, we can help you get there. Learn more about the Quality Mind free app and proven techniques to help you harness the power of your mind. With your hosts, professional footballer Sean Higgins and a mind mentor who has worked with elite athletes around the world, Richard Maloney. Welcome to the Mindfulness in Sport podcast brought to you by Quality Mind. I'm your host, Sean Higgins, player at the North Melbourne Football Club for the past five years. Previously before that, I spent nine years at the Western Bulldogs after being drafted in 2005, joined by my fellow co-host, Rich Maloney. Higo, what a pleasure it is to be here. We've finally kicked off the Mindfulness and Sport podcast. Good afternoon, good evening, or good night, listeners, wherever you are around the world. I'm Richard Maloney and co-host with the great man Higo. We've been mates for about eight years and uh, my journey really was 25 years ago when I was recruited to the St Kilda Football Club in the Australian Football League and uh, fell off the rail very quickly with the inability to manage pressure in my mind. So um, I've come a long way. I now help athletes uh, not do what I did, and uh, and I have athletes all around the world from ages 12 to, to 30 plus, and uh, I'm living a great life enjoying it. So here we are to uh, just, uh, help others. Well, here we are, and it's, it's funny you mentioned the pressure in sport because it really was the intersection of my sporting career and the injuries and the lack of – reaching who I wanted to become that kicked off our friendship. And it started in 2011 at the Western Bulldogs when you were the leadership coach. But you saw something in me that at the time I probably wasn't aware of and um, I'm aware of it now, but at at the (laughs) time I wasn't. And I was struggling to become the player that I wanted to become. And like I said, you, you saw that in me and our journey started then. And in 2013, had a serious injury, a fractured navicular in my foot, which kept me out of football for 12 months. And we, I jumped headfirst into the program and fast forward six years, here we are. I remember that day, Higo, uh, when I was at the Bulldogs with you and uh, I had uh, I ran a mindfulness session one Monday yep. afternoon. Uh, it was scheduled in. Uh, as you know, I was with all the players every Monday. Anyway, uh, I saw this young kid up the back with these big blue big, big eyes uh, absorbing all the whole conversation with a notepad and pen, and uh, and at the end you beeline down the stairs and said, "Hey, uh, Rich, you know, can I talk to you quietly and privately? Do you remember this?" I do, yeah. <laughs> and he said, uh, "You know that stuff." He said that I really resonated with me with this, you know, with this great passion, and um, he said, "Can we can we talk further about it?" But you know, what's important to me is you don't tell anyone. You know, I don't want anyone to know that I'm I'm interested in this space. And I said, "Why is that, buddy?" Do you remember what you said? Uh, probably something about the coaches, was it? Oh, you more or less said, "Yeah, I just don't want anyone to know." You know, yeah. that, you know, this is a space I want to learn more about. It's you know, and I can reason with you back then because it was like a um a bit of a stigma discussion because uh you, you just didn't have it. Yeah. If you were with a psychologist, that means you might have uh, mental challenges. Uh, and so as you know, most of the things we're going to talk about isn't about mainstream psychology. It's about mindfulness, which involves everything. But uh, the, the going fast-forwarding now nine years and now it's everyday discussion is fascinating. So uh, what's exciting about this podcast is you and I have been on this mission together for nine full years and uh, uncovering, discovering, and um, and learning and, and bouncing ideas off us the whole way. So I'm really looking forward to sharing a lot of my experiences and I'm sure 
I would agree. That's why he hears your experiences uh, based from a player's perspective and uh, and that was a telling moment, mate, and that's probably why we're here from that day onwards. Well, I think that's um, that'll be interesting in my memory for a long time because there, there, was a, there was a vast gap from the player that I was to the player that I wanted to be and we'll, we'll get into it deeper throughout the episodes of this podcast, but it's closing that gap that is the great thing about this program and, and really what mindfulness in sport is. But it was a, a challenging time in my career, that period. I was early 20s. I was young, in a leadership group, had pressures of performance, um, none greater than the pressures that I put on myself and almost the fear of not being the player that I wanted to become or that people thought that I should be. And um, I also had that curiosity that, that you mentioned while I went down to you after the meeting. I'm, I'm not sure what it was or why I did that, but there was a curiosity around something far greater than, than what I was doing. And there was another way to look at things and an untapped world that I wanted to be part of. And I remember also, that you, and that's exactly right. So, um, you know, that desire that when something really lights you up, you've just got to chase it, right? And I guess that's why I'm here too, because it lit me up because I, fail, I, I had such a heavy experience coming through in the, in, in, with my mind, you know, depressive states and anxiety galore and my dream had evaporated and, and off I went uh, to discover why uh, mentally how it happened. Um, but, uh, you know, when I first, we first started talking mindfulness together, I, I remember you could only handle small doses you know, like, because I mean, even with the listeners here, I'm sure this is a subject that if you go too deep too quick, you can lose people. Yeah. And that's really important because it's like when you first start this journey, you, it's, for some people, it's, it's like you don't feed a baby a steak, you feed them, you know, toddler food. And so that's. So you had really, me on the pureed apples for a little bit. <laughs> I did, mate. <laughs> Straight on the pureed. Um, and so we, if we lose people along the way, it's not uh, deliberate, but. Um, just the fact that now you're eating a steak, <laughs> that uh, and and you're really taking your, your thinking and your um, knowledge in this area to a whole new capacity, which is a credit to you. Yeah, and it's it's now because I'm aware of the impact that the mind has on performance, and and I guess the great thing that hopefully this podcast gives to our listeners, particularly the athletes, is that you don't need to be in that rock bottom place, or for me, injuries to really tap into this area. And I think that's the biggest shift over the last five years is that you can be feeling great within yourself. You can be performing at a really high level, but still find an advantage in this and take your game to a to a whole new level. And we'll talk about creating this this new person of you and, and the dreams and then being able to reach that. But um, don't wait until it's the last resort, which for me, you know, I'm blessed now that, that took place because it's got me to where I am now. But um, this is this is for all people, flying or injured or not feeling great about himself, uh, and that's the beauty of mindfulness in sport. That's right. And um, so I guess the journey, as you sort of touched on, is we're going to go in so many different areas. So first and foremost, in my mind, we just want to have a lot of fun with this, uh, ask questions to the listeners, and they can come back with questions for future uh, potties. Um, and just take everyone through through the pro, you know, take people through the program. If they want to go down that track, give them tools and tidbits that they can use in their game or even their Monday and Tuesday for parents that want to help their kids. Um, I've also just recently written a book, Injury Free Mental Training for Elite Athletes, which is full of this information. But there's a question for you now. Here you go. 
when I first said to you many years ago, so your injuries are coming from your mind somewhat, how did you, what did you think? Did you think I was crazy? Uh, yes, I did. Because I had no, I had no idea why or what that was impacting or how that was impacting on me. Mm. But at the same time, I didn't think you were so crazy that I walked away because there was something in me that's like, I actually think he's onto something here. Um, maybe not so much the injuries, but I, I know that my mind was having a huge role to play on when I played well and when I didn't play well mm-hmm. because I could almost tell you going into games if I was going to play well and I could definitely tell you if I was going to have a poor game. Mm. Um, now that you know what you know. Ex- yeah, but even at that, even at that time, mm. I think, early on because um, I was in tune with what was happening, how I was feeling, mm. just couldn't explain it or understand why that mm. was happening. But um, interesting space and, and now knowing what I know, clearly it was um, a great time in my life to, to cross paths because um, not only am I injury free, but I've been able to close that gap between the player mm. that I was and, and the player I wanted to be. And so for the listener out there, <clears throat> what, what sort of uncovered for me, what Sean was alluding to is is that uh, pressure uh, or the, uh, the ability to manage pressure has a, d- a direct impact on body and mind. And so if you're under pressure mentally, then that definitely impacts your, your physical, att- um, how you play the game and, and, and injuries. And so this is, this is something where I, I tapped you on the shoulder some games. Was it uh, 2013? When did you have your navicular? Yeah, it's, um, that's, a, that's an interesting let's, week, let's, let's wasn't talk it? Let's about chat that. about that because um, it was really the catalyst. Even to backtrack two years, so I started, we started chatting about this. I started the program and me being me at that time and a little bit uh, controlling is a good word. Definitely. Rich. Um, I would dip my toe into the program maybe a month or two and – and then I'd go missing for a month because I I thought that I had it and I understood it and yeah okay this is all good I, I've played a couple of good games I'm, I'm on top of it um, and then my either my form would drop or I'll get a little niggle anyway at the start of 2013 I, I had a really good preseason I played well in the lead up games I was struggling a little bit with a plantar fasciitis in in my right foot long story short you touched grabbed me on the shoulder. On the Monday or Tuesday leading into round three and, and said, mate, um, let's catch up. I, I see something that, um, you know, we need to sort out and you just look like you're a little bit off. Um, needless to say, I went out that week and fractured my navicular and I was sitting in hospital post that thinking there has to be more in this. He, he didn't just raise that concern last week for no reason and now the link is of, I'm injured and reality is I'm out of football for 12 months with an injury that potentially I wouldn't be able to play again. So you were at, you're at the uh, the real crossroads then, weren't you, at that injury? Yeah, and, and then the great thing about that though is it eliminated any of the previous thoughts that, yeah, I'm all, I'm all over this and mm. um, I've learned what I needed to learn. Mm. It's like, okay, if I want to become a player or have a career at this level – I need to let go of all those fears. And even looking back on it, they were just fears of the program, as, ridi- <laughs> as r- ridiculous as that sounds. Yeah. Um, and jumped head first in. The great thing was I didn't have to deal with the week-to-week pressures of playing because mm. I wasn't playing for that 12 months. And, um, and yeah, 
from there and haven't really looked back. Mm. So what I saw that day was a jittery. I saw a, I saw a um, a murmur in the in the engine. Do you know what I mean? Like it's because you passed me in the corridor and you, you just had this jitteriness. Yeah, and I'd seen it for a couple of maybe maybe eight days. Yep, because I'm there every week and uh, and I said you'd be careful, and uh, sure enough. And so look for anyone probably listening that would seem like you know common sense but what i do see in athletes if i spend enough time with them is is that um it's like an energetic understanding of where they're at and uh and it's a bit of a prediction now if, if i can get close enough to an athlete to sort of feel that they could be getting themselves in a bit of strife so you've you've touched on your story rich of now 20 plus years really from the moment you're in at st kilda but talk a little bit about those early days of your journey and mm-hmm. in inverted commas, discovering yourself, but what that early stage looked like for you. Like mm. my early stage was you feeding the information to me, but mm. what was your story? So once the Saints dream disappeared, <clears throat> I travelled Australia and started playing semi-professional at uh, Subiaco and San- Southport in the state leagues. And uh, it's funny because... You know, I drove up to Southport with the Red Healer, Jack the dog, and and just decided to get away from it all because the parents separated mainly, and surfed, and uh, lived a lived a pretty good life. And I went on this major discovery. So I was meditating every week with group meditations. I was really going on this spiritual journey, or, or a mystical journey, you could say. And I was reading all about religion. I was into um, the whole lot. And I was, I was hanging out at New Age shops sometimes, just trying to find out the next, just trying to find out what life is all about and why yeah. the hell we're here. And anyway, so there I was doing that, but then I was on the football field punching heads in, yeah. you know, because I'm a, I'm a natural redhead with a bit of aggression here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so I was living the ultimate contradiction. You know, here I am meditating on, on Thursday nights and, and most mornings, and then I was taking out my aggression. And you, then, say, you say that jokingly, but you actually – were angry on the well, field. Well, yeah, I was. I mean, I, I had a lot of build-up anger. Yeah. You know, I you know, I don't think any – well, I didn't have the ideal childhood, but I don't know if there is an ideal childhood, but I just had a lot of aggression. Yeah. And footy was my out. Footy yeah. was my place. And I, and I also really loved stuffed around with people's minds because I knew that was their weakest link in most places. Yeah. And so I would get into their heads with a, a little elbow to the back of the head or whatever it may be. Or a cheap one in the pack, and, and yeah. then I knew I'd have them for the day, and then I could do my stuff. Yeah. So it wasn't more to hurt anyone. It was more that that was the style of play that I knew was going to make me get me the, the the results. And so yeah, anyways, fast forward, and I started working in the corporate sector, um, selling meditation for companies, and um, you know corporate training and and all those sorts of things, and then started my own business. So um, you know, I'm, I'm always discovering. Still, I love it. You know, absolutely love it because it's a passion. And so everything we do is unearthing new ideas, new tools. Uh, and that's what I'm really looking forward to sharing because we're going to have a lot of, I'm assuming we're going to have a lot of athletes on this show and yeah. um, everyday people. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. That journey? It's, uh, it's funny at the time, you always look back and a little bit about when we cross paths, but you wonder why and you're trying to figure out the why and the how. And we'll get mm. into not controlling that throughout the series. But, you look back and it all makes sense in hindsight, but unfortunately when you're going through it, you've got to um, at times let go of that control and let things mm. unfold and then you can create what you want to create. So here's a question for you, buddy. So how old are you now? 20, 30, 
old are you? I'm nearly 32. Old man. Yeah. So what would what what's what advice? What are the couple of pieces of advice would you give a young young Sean Higgins? So if if you had the opportunity to go and mentor yourself, yeah, uh, taking your mind back to that jittery little uh, um, kid that was in the media a lot with his potential, and what advice would you give him, mate? Yeah, well, it's a it's a timely question because it was only yesterday we did a little uh, feedback session with a I had a, a group of young guys at the footy club, and I find myself telling them exactly things that you told me at the at the time and and even now I'm probably better at explaining to someone and giving them tools and tips on what they should be doing with their football and I should be listening to ex- the exact same <laughs> tools and tips that I'm giving them because sometimes I get a little bit sidetracked as well but mm. I won't use names I was telling a young guy at our club just um to enjoy it a little bit more and to let go of the control um and stop distancing yourself from the player and person mm. that you think everyone wants you to be. Mm. And, and that was me. I was, I was in such a hurry. To look back, I was in such a hurry when I was 18 and 19. And I think in some ways that's an advantage. And in other ways, it was my biggest disadvantage because it was causing all of these problems as well. So um, it's, it's such a fine line between having that self-drive and um, desire to be the best, but also using that to, to weigh you down and hold you back. So, if you're not enjoying it, where's your mind at? Back then, I mean, I, I know this, but I'm just saying this is this is a self reflection for people listening. Where's yeah. your mind then? If you're not enjoying, well, it wasn't in the now. It wasn't in the present moment. I was I was too far in the future, worrying about what, how I would play, how I'd perform, what people would think of me. Trying to always. Um, be worried and control the outcome mm. and never doing the work mm-hmm. or still having the dreams. And, and, and it's, it's probably the greatest learning for me is, is still have the goals and desires, mm. but have them there without the attachment of them and just let them be and do the work. And before you know it, you've, you've ticked off that goal and mm. I, I could never do that early on. So you must find it extremely frustrating. And it's like with anything, uh, when you mature as an athlete, do you see these young kids come through with that jitter? Yeah, I actually wouldn't call it frustrating. I, I feel, um, I actually feel the responsibility to try and help them because mm. they even feedback for me is they they look at me um, as a senior guy or played for fifteen years and just think, okay, you just rock up, do the work. I'm like, I still have the same doubts that all mm. you guys have. Fortunately, I've just got the tools to be able to deal with that. Yeah. Um, these guys just don't know what they don't know. And they what they don't know is to how to deal with that pressure and how to deal with the anxiety and how to deal with the fears that associate with being an elite athlete, but not just elite athletes. I mean, our, our listeners, um, the fear and, and stress is only in um, relation to, to what you do. So they, local players would be having the mm. exact same thoughts that, that we have. Mm. Um, but when you're younger, you don't realize that. I remember looking at, guys that were 30, the Brad Johnsons of the world, thinking this must be easy for them. Mm. And now I'm 32 going, actually, it's not. <laughs> but our experiences just allow us to deal with it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you talk tools, and I'm really looking forward to uncovering a lot of these tools with with yourself yeah. over the course of the journey. And we're going to keep these podcasts about 20 to 25 minutes, maybe, see how we go. If we interview people, it might go double. But at, we're nearly at 20 minutes. What's a tool that you would recommend possibly to you know that you would pass on to young sean well at the time when we started the program i was doing all my work 
out of a book and I was journaling and I was writing down my thoughts and the feelings and emotions. And, mm. and now the great thing is, thanks to Quality Mind, we've got the app. So I can do the app 24-7 if need be. But cleaning down, and we'll talk more about cleaning down as we go along, but cleaning down, um, using the meditations, meditating on a daily basis mm-hmm. to stay light, to stay free um, and enjoy as you mentioned before, but enjoy the now and just almost stand back and smell the roses a little bit, but enjoy what we're doing. And thanks to the app, I can do that daily. Great stuff. So just just touch on cleaning down a bit. So for people, what is cleaning down? So cleaning down is not being, for me, it's not being attached to the external factors around me, my environment and, and what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can be both performance, good and bad. Sometimes mm-hmm. the good performance for me in the past has been more dangerous than the bad performances. I'd always bounce back after a bad performance. But when you start playing well, um, then the expectation is to always play well. And then with the, my personality, a controlling one, as, as you discovered early, is that I wanted to then control how do I play well again the next mm-hmm. week and what I did that week, must I must do that again. And I almost do my own head in trying mm-hmm. to control the outcome when i look back and in hindsight i go well that first time i played well i was just living in the moment doing what i needed to do and perform Mm. so happy happy and i use it now as a bit of a challenge and Mm. i'm curious to see how well i can play each week if Mm. i clean down and i let go of the last performance Mm. and i take on any feedback i need to take on from the coaches and team review and individual review and then i just go again that week Mm. um interesting stuff Less is more when it comes to this, which is hard to grasp early on. And we'll talk a little bit about the no thing, but I need to get myself in a place of no thing, which is no judgment um, about my performances. But the self-talk is to really let go of all of that and, mm. and just let my body perform. So in essence, the message to young Sean is just enjoy the moment. You know, enjoy and, the moment. And have which- the tools to, to, get, to back, get back to that enjoyment. You know, it's quite funny, like, if you look at a lot of the athletes that I work with is- So, like, and also, yeah. and let go of the fear. Yeah. So, mm. if you want to be the best or you want to be that player and you have these doubts and the limiting beliefs, just get rid of them and we'll give you the tools to get rid of them. Mm. But don't let them distract you from what you want. Yeah. So, I think that's a good wrap, buddy. I think we've covered off where we need to go, intro- introductions and uh, and where we're heading. And so, <clears throat> obviously, um, this is a wide discussion- what are we going to talk about next session, do you think? Well, next session we'll, we'll break in what actually is mindfulness and, and why the importance of the mind um, is, is so great in today's age for performance, um, for not just teams, but for more so individually and how I've used it to my advantage over the last five or six years. Fantastic. Well, again, to any listener out there, we'll, uh, we'll be have our social media platforms connected to this. So come and ask us any questions. We can answer them along the way. But what I'm really looking forward to, Higo, is, uh, is going on the journey here. And I want to hear from a lot of people around the world and see how they're traveling and how we can help them in real time. Yeah. And also get some experts in the different areas and, and chat to a, a, an array of people, both at the elite level, but also um, locally as well about their their take on mindfulness in sport and i can't wait man it's going to be an exciting journey and and we'll have some fun along the way thanks for listening everyone see you next week goodbye thanks for listening to mindfulness in sport be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss an episode download the free quality mind app today and visit qualitymindglobal.com to learn more also follow sean and richard via the mindfulness in sport instagram page today